We are on Chagiga Tes Amr Aleph, 9A1 in the Art Scroll Gemara. We are up to a new Mishnah. The Mishnah says as follows, So the Mishnah is discussing the Korban Chagiga, the obligation to bring the Korban Chagiga, the sacrifice that is for the holiday that is partially consumed on the altar, partially we eat from it because it's a shlamim, it's in the category of a shlamim, and it says what happens if you forgot to bring it on the first day. It is ideal, it is best to bring it on the first day. The Mishnah says that if you forgot to bring it on the first day, so then you can go and bring it throughout the holiday. So you can bring it throughout the holiday of Sukkot, throughout the holiday of Pesach. Uh, and we'll see also later on for Shavuos that you have, even though Shavuos is just one day in Israel, you have the week a- uh, after Shavuos to also bring this Korban, this Korban Chagiga, if you forgot to bring it on the first day. But it's ideal to bring it on the first day. The Mishnah also adds, you could also bring it on the last day of Sukkot. Sukkot is a unique holiday. The first days are the holiday of Sukkot, the last day, which is called Shemini Atzeres. <coughs> we have it for two days. It's Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. It's really, in many respects, the second day, of the meaning the last day at the end, the second days, they are viewed as a separate holiday in many respects. And so one might have thought that you cannot bring this Korban Chagiga on that day for the holiday of Sukkot, because it's really, in many respects, it is a separate holiday. The Mishnah is coming to teach us that no, you are allowed to bring the Korban Chagiga on that day. If you forgot to bring it on the previous days, you could bring the Korban, or you weren't able to, you could bring the Korban Chagiga on that on that last day of Shemini Atzeres on Sukkot, and that will fulfill your obligation. By Pesach, it's not It's not like that. Pesach, it's all one long holiday. From the beginning of Pesach to the end of Pesach, it's only with regards to Sukkot, where we have the beginning of Sukkot. Uh, the first days are really a, a different holiday in many respects than the last day of Shemini Atzeres and Sibhaz Torah, but you can still fulfill your Chagiga on that day for Sukkot. The Mishnah continues and says, Ava Chag. What happens if the entire holiday passed and you did not bring a... Korban, you did not bring this Korban Chagiga, Enochayev Bacharayuso. So you can no longer bring it. You've lost the opportunity. You can't, there's no way for you to, to bring it back. You've lost the opportunity to bring this Korban Chagiga. And then the Mishnah quotes the verse, Al Zad This is what it means when it says in Koheles, there's a Pasuk that says, Mu'uvas lo yuchal liskon, vechesron lo yuchal lihimanos. That a, something which is crooked, cannot be straightened, cannot be fixed, cannot be straightened, and something which is lacking cannot be counted. And the first part of the verse says something crooked can't be straightened, meaning once something is is broken, is um, is crooked, you cannot straighten it. What is that referring to? According to this first opinion of the Mishnah, it's referring to our Korban Chagiga, that the Korban Chagiga, if you go the whole week without bringing it, then there's no you have nothing. there's nothing for you to do, you cannot bring it, after the holiday, and it's crooked, and it cannot be straightened. You cannot fix that problem. Okay. Uh, we mentioned all, from the very beginning on Daf Bayes, the very first page that we studied, that 
the korban olas re'iyah, when it comes to the olas re'iyah, to bring the sacrifice that gets completely consumed. So it has a very similar halacha, that you also ideally should bring it on the first day. If you have not brought it on the first day, so then you could bring it on any subsequent day of the holiday itself. That definitely applies to the korban olas re'iyah. That is from that is what we studied on the very first page, on Daf Beis. There is a discussion if there's an obligation to go to the base of Migdash. Let's say you forgot, not, a, not with regards to the sacrifice, but just the mitzvah of Aliyah Regal to go to the base of Migdash. If the, ideally, you should go on the first day. What happens if you didn't go on the first day? What happens if you miss the first day? Is there an obligation to go on any subsequent day? That is a, that is a big discussion. The Mishnah now continues. And the rest of the Mishnah is going to be focusing on the verse that it just quoted. That something which is crooked cannot be straightened. What is that referring to? According to the first opinion, it's referring to this Korban Chagiga that you forgot to bring the entire holiday. There's nothing for you to do about it. The next opinions give different examples. Rabbi Shimon ben Nyasa Omer, Rabbi Shimon ben Nyasa says, What is something which is crooked, which you cannot be straightened? He said it's referring to the following case. Zehaba ala erva. This is referring to somebody who has marital relations with an erva, with someone that you are forbidden to be with, and it's uh, someone that it's not just that you're forbidden to be with, but it's also punishable by kares. Kares is a very severe form of a punishment where you get uh, your. It's unclear exactly what it is, but you're you get cut off. Your soul gets cut off from the the Jewish people, and this includes having relations with the wife of somebody who's already married, with certain relatives, very close relatives, if you have marital relations with them. And this also includes somebody who is, in this category, is a nida, a woman who is during her menstrual uh, cycle, or, or after it, as long as she hasn't gone to the mikveh yet. The only way she becomes a tahor Pure is after she goes to the mikvah. Until she goes to the mikvah, anybody who has, even her husband, if she ha- if the husband has relations with her, so then it is a, a forbidden relationship, which is punishable by kares, by this uh, kares of where you your soul is removed, um, or that you die young. There's a, there's a whole discussion on that. So somebody who has relations with such a person, with with an erva, v'holid mi men of mamzer, and they have... As a result of that relationship, the law is that if you have relations, if you have marital relations with, sexual relations with, with somebody that you're forbidden with, um, and the child then becomes a mamzer. A mamzer is somebody who is a product of such an illicit relationship for all that we mentioned except for the nida. The one exception to the rule is somebody who has sexual relations, a husband has sexual relations with his wife who is a nida, who is has not yet gone to the mikveh after her menstrual cycle, the child is not a mamzer. For any of the other examples that we gave, the child is a mamzer. A mamzer is somebody who is restrained in terms of who they can marry within the Jewish people. They cannot they cannot marry whoever they want to marry. Uh, they are very much limited in terms of who they can marry. So they have a child who is a mamzer. And so that's what the, refer- pasuk, the verse is referring to when it says that a crooked thing cannot be straightened. As Rashi explains... The mamzer is always there. It's always around, and the child is always around, and is always there as testimony to the act that the par- that the the father or mother has committed. This uh, illicit relationships relation 
that they that they committed is a you have a, a a person the child the product of that relationship is constantly around and it's a constant reminder of what they did and there's no way to to undo that even if they were to, to repent that child would still be around as a reminder and Tosus adds that one of the other classic commentators on the page adds that it's a it's a complete embarrassment it's a constant embarrassment um, to those to those that had that illicit relationship. Um, and so even through tshuva, even through repentance, it's not going to be able to undo it. This is what it means that the crooked thing, you cannot be straightened, it cannot be fixed. The Mishnah says, Rishim Vinasa says, in Tomer Begona Vigozel, what about somebody who steals or they rob? These are two different types of stealing. One is where you steal in public in front of a lot of people. One is when you steal in private, you go uh, steal and steal, you rob someone's home privately, secretly. Either case, in either case, there's a way to solve the problem. If you return, not just, you would have thought that maybe you have to return the object, but no, even if you just return the monetary value, that is a way of solving the problem. You have returned uh, their financial loss, and that solves the problem. It's no longer around. However, when it comes to a mamzer, when it happens to a illicit relationship, which produces this mamzer, so that is, you know, it's unable to, uh, to undo. And that's what the verse means. When you have something crooked, it's impossible to straighten it. That is the second opinion. Again, the first opinion is with regards to the Korban Chagiga, that once the week has passed, you cannot bring it. The second opinion says it's referring to a mamzer when you have this relationship with, which entails an Iser Kares, which has the punishment of Kares, and the product of that relationship is a mamzer, so then you cannot fix it. It's always, that person, that product is always around. The third approach is Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Omer, we're on 9A2 in the art scroll. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Omer, when it says crooked, it means that the person was originally not crooked. It must be somebody, referring to somebody who was originally not crooked, was somebody who was a Torah scholar, as we're about to see, who becomes crooked. So, what is this referring to? The verse is referring to It's referring to a Torah scholar who leaves the Torah. They weren't crooked to begin with, they were straight to begin with, and then they become crooked. That is referring to a Torah scholar who leaves the Torah. So those are the three different opinions in terms of how to understand that verse. That is the end of the Mishnah. Now let's go into the Gemara. The Gemara now is going to try to prove how do we know that you're allowed to have a replacement if you forgot on the first day to bring the carbon Chagiga, you could bring it any other subsequent day, including, they really want to know about the situation of Shmini Atzeres, that on Sukkot, if you bring it on Shmini Atzeres, which is the holiday at the very end of Sukkot, which in many respects is a different type of a holiday, that still fulfills your obligation for Chagiga for Sukkot, which is a different holiday, uh, yet you still fulfill your obligation. How do we know this? Mili. So the Gemara is going to give two different sources. Amr Rabbi in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, says the first source. And they're going to quote, they're going to use what's called a Gzeir Shava. Gzeir Shava is when you have two words in the Torah that are the same word in two different contexts, Based on a tradition that they have from Harsinai, they make a connection between these two different words. And we're going to see that they're going to make a connection between two different, uh, these, the same word, sorry, that's appeared twice. They're going to make a connection between the word Atzeres, which is found in two different places. And there's sometimes that you can have questions on these connections. But let's just first see what the connection is. It says, It says the word Atzeres, uh, to stop, to refrain from, with regards to the last day of Pesach, the seventh day of Pesach, and also says with regards to the eighth day of Sukkot, 
which is Shmini Atzeres, which is <coughs> that other uh, separate type of a holiday at the end of Pesach. And so because we have the word found both by Pesach and by Sukkot, there was a tradition that was passed down that said that just like by one it teaches us that by, in one scenario by Pesach it's clear, it's all one holiday, that you could bring a Chagiga at the end of the holiday because it's all one holiday. So, so too, when it comes to Sukkot, even though it's a slightly different holiday, you could bring a Chagiga at the end of the holiday and Shemini Atzeres and it would count for your Chagiga on Sukkot. Vigmar asks, Mufna, they say that it must be that the word Atzeres by Pesach is is open, meaning as follows. They're about to ask a question to say that there's a difference between Pesach and Sukkot. And the question that they're going to ask is that the difference is that Pesach is all one long holiday. Sukkot is a different holiday. So who said that you could compare the two? We can't, just because it's the same word as used in two different contexts doesn't mean we could always compare the two. However, if the word which is found is open, meaning it's not used, it's unnecessary, it's redundant, there's no reason for it, so then it must be there to teach you something else. What is it there to teach us? It's there to teach us this connection between the other word that's found in the Torah. Once it's a, a word that's unnecessary, so then even if the two areas that we're discussing aren't don't have an exact uh, connection, we could still make the Gzeri Shava, we could still make the, the, the connection in the law because that word hasn't been used in any for any for any significant meaning, because it's redundant, let's say. We already know that law that that word is teaching us from from somewhere else. So that word is open to apply this concept of the Gzeri Shava. So the Gemara is going to explain as follows. Mufna, it must be that, it, that one of the words are open, meaning you could... You could use that word. It's not a word that's teaching us anything because we already know about that law from elsewhere. Because if it's not free, if it's not open to be used for Xer Shava, you could have the following question. How could you compare the two? By Pesach, the seventh, the last day of Pesach, the seventh day is part of the same holiday of Pesach. When it comes to Shemini Atzeres, the eighth day of Sukkot, it's a different holiday. So the Gemara says, no, it is open. It is certainly free. The word Atzeres is used. How do we know that? What does the word Atzeres mean? Atzeres, the word Atzeres that's being used here in the context of Pesach and Sukkot means to refrain from doing work. And it says in the Pasuk already, that you, or afterwards, it says, Haksiv lo It says at the very end of the, the same verse, that you should not do work. So the, the word Atzeres is redundant. Atzeres, because of Rahman Alamali, why do I have the word Atzeres? The reason why I have the word Atzeres is really to teach us the Gzeres the connection between Pesach and Sukkot. That just like in Pesach, you can bring the Chagiga on the last day, and it will fulfill your obligations, so too you can bring in on the last day of Sukkot, which is a quasi-different holiday, but it would still fulfill your obligation. That is all one source. That one source comes from a Gzeira Shava. The Tanamaisi law Mehacha. The Gemara now brings a different source, a second source that we know that you could bring it from Shemina, that you could bring it, the Kormen Chagiga on Shemina Atzeres, if you forgot to bring it on any previous day of Sukkot. How do we know? The Tanab from the following Brisa, from the following notes from the times of the Mishnah. It says in the verse by Sukkot. Again, it says in the verse by Sukkot, You should celebrate, the, the word Chag, referring to the Korban Chagiga, you should celebrate for seven days. What does it mean to celebrate for seven days? Does that mean you're allowed to bring it on any day you want of the seven days? No, it says, It says, 
on that day. You should celebrate it on that day for seven days. What does it mean on that day for seven days? It means also atachogig. Ideally, you should bring it on that day. You should celebrate. You should bring the carbon chagiga on that first day. But you cannot bring it whichever day you want of the seven days. Oh, so why does it say seven days? We're now at 9 a 3 Why why does it say seven? To tell you that if you forgot to bring it, you have to bring it the first day. If you forgot to bring it on the first day, so you are able to bring it as compensation on any subsequent day of the seven days. The Brisa goes on and it says, How do we know that it's also including the eighth day, Shmini Atzeretz, which is the eighth day, which is a quasi-separate holiday, how do we know that you could also bring the Korban Chagig on that day if you forgot to bring it any previous day? Because the verse also says, So it says, in the seventh month, Sukkot falls out on seventh month, even though it's the first month, it's the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, but it's the seventh month from Pesach, where in the Torah they, they count the months from the month of Nisan, which is the month of Pesach. So this, it says in the seventh month, you should celebrate. That it seems to seeming to tachogu, the chag, that the carbon chagiga can be brought in the seventh month. What does it mean in the seventh month? Is it really true that you could bring the carbon chagiga the entire month at any point in time in the entire month of Sukkot? No. Tamalomar also. <coughs> no, the Torah tells us also. Only on the first day, the first day of Sukkot, that's when you should bring it. Also at tachogeg, via tachogeg, low. But you could only on that day you could bring it, but you cannot celebrate it beyond. Uh, sorry, also teaches you on the holiday itself you could bring it, but you cannot go beyond that. But the fact that it says that you should bring it on the month of the month is coming to tell you that it's coming to include something beyond just the minimal amount of time of the holiday of Sukkot itself. Sukkot itself is seven days. The eighth day you have. A holiday which is somewhat connected to Sukkot, somewhat not, somewhat of a separate holiday. The fact that it says you could celebrate during the month of, what is the month of referring to? It means that if you did not bring it over Sukkot, then you have an opportunity to bring it on a day after Sukkot, i.e. Shemini Atzeres, the day of Shemini Atzeres. Okay, so these are two different proofs to the idea that you're allowed to bring the Korban Chagiga and Shemini Atzeres if you forgot to bring it any previous day of Sukkot. One is based on Xer Shava on a word that's found both by Pesach and by Shusukis, i.e. the word Atzeres, that teaches us that just like by Pesach, you have the whole the whole holiday, every day of the holiday, even the last day. So so to Shusukis, you have the last day, even though it's a, it's a semi-separate holiday, you still could fulfill your obligation of Chagiga by bringing it on that day. Or it's based on the Drusha. The, the second source is because it says that you could bring it the entire month of, of Sukkis, i.e. the month of Tishrei, but... What that's really referring to is some t- time period outside of the holiday of Sukkot, which is referring to Shmini Atzeres. Shmini Atzeres is somewhat outside the holiday of Sukkot, so you can bring it then. If you have not brought it, ideally you should bring it on Sukkot, but if you didn't bring it on Sukkot, then you can bring it on Shmini Atzeres, on that eighth day. We will continue with the Gemara tomorrow.